Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> you ready, my little non-fungible token? Oh, that's a really sweet uh, nickname, I think. I think my little NFT. Like, yeah, I think if you if you if you called your partner a little non-fungible token, I think yeah. that's quite adorable. You really. are unique, irreplaceable, irreplaceable, unique, and artificially va- rare, va- valuable. <laughs> and I'd love to see you stuck on the blockchain forever, <laughs> handcuffed to the blockchain. Uh, that's where I reside, anyway. How are you doing? It's the Luke and Pete Show. Welcome to the show. If you're not familiar with our work, we do this every week. We literally twice. do this every. Every week, twice. Uh, this is the Monday, the 7th of February show. I hope you'll be keeping well. Now it's February. We're hurtling towards summertime, baby. And I'll tell you what, it's going to be hot boy summer. Are you having Donnie. a hot boy summer? I'm going to have a hot boy summer. And do you know why? Because... Nipples. Indie Sleaze is back, Luke. Have you been... Because of my nipple. I follow, you, I follow Indie Sleaze on Instagram. What? So I've, I didn't know it, there was an Instagram profile just dedicated to Indie Sleaze. So it's just like a kind of... Yeah. Is it pictures from the noughties, basically? In yeah. I'm quite cynical about it, <laughs> to be honest. But I right. read an article on Vice. <laughs> so bless you, by the way. Um, I'm going for a three. <laughs> go on. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Oh, um, that's that the hat trick. That's my Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> I, um... Yeah, I, I read an article on Vice about indie sleaze. Yeah. And it was one of those typical things where, you know, I don't know this because I don't know who wrote it. I can't even remember the name of the person, but it really um, dripped with, I wasn't quite old enough to be around when this happened. <laughs> so I'm it a looked bit annoyed. like it was really cool. Right. So I reckon it probably was really cool. Okay. P.S. Have you seen this Instagram page of yeah. all the photos of people looking really cool mm. in that time? We're okay. probably talking about... I don't know, maybe 2004 to 2010, maybe, something like that. Mm. But I happen to have the unfortunate um, uh, honour of actually living through that, Mm. and it was fine. Yeah, but also, Luke, but I'm slightly weaker willed than you, and I really have to, slightly, and I really have to say I'm pumped for the Mm. fact that uh, something that I lived through and, and wasn't like every other kind of, shitty movement that no one gives a shit about uh, I was almost kind of there you were a part of it I was a part of it I was yeah. in the Hawley your second, al- your second album was amazing I was, <laughs> I was working for XFM you know I was I was, yeah. I was in I was in the middle of the and, and you're right it was okay and it's partly why I don't like it yeah exactly no it wasn't my, and, and, but my, what I was just going to say and, and you're absolutely right you were you were one, one of the at least tangential parts of this so I, I will let you have your say but I really want <laughs> I, I do really want to say that the Instagram feed itself is quite disappointing. Is it, it's, right? It's not even all, like, big artists. It's just like, here's some of my mates. 
back in the day. I don't know who runs the account. Here's the keyboard. It's from Paul Tiger Tail. Not even that. Look what he's up to. Not even that. Right. It's not it's even... just people with big hair. You don't even... I mean, you're not even on nodding terms with Joe Lean and the Jing Jang John. <laughs> you know? I used to follow that guy from Jolly the Jing Jang John. It's an I think. Not on, not on Twitter, not on Instagram. I used to follow him around a club <laughs> for some reason because he looked cool. Weird. Then you talk to him. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've not even seen any long blonde. He was in the pipettes. Yet. He was, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's an actor now. He certainly did become an actor. He did a bit. He yeah. did a bit. He was I, I don't think Bali. he was. I don't think he was a great guy. I, I think, think he's a great guy. No. A friend of mine. Yeah. Um, this is getting really tragic now, but a friend of mine knows slash knew him. Not a great guy. Okay, but you were involved. But look, I, but not, not a great him, guy. You've got to be very careful about what you say when you say not a great guy. Just not a great. Just not not a great guy. But not none of us can be great guys. No, not and, many and, of us and, can be great guys. This is a really good point because I think mm. today you, when you suggest not a great guy, yeah. it's, it sounds bigger than it is. Isn't exactly, it? Yeah. exactly. Exactly. And yeah. I should make that clear. I think these days because you Didn't know care for him. Hey, you can't say anything these days, <laughs> right? Because it it, it it makes out like I'm saying he's. Done something wrong. Yeah, I don't know if he has or not. I've got no clue. <laughs> I'm just saying, if some people just say he hasn't, then he's done nothing wrong. <laughs> but sometimes, but we have heard the journaling the journaling wrong. If I say to you, "Oh, do you know so and so?" Yeah, and you like, and you, you'll probably, oh yeah, yeah, nice guy. No one ever says, "Oh yeah, I know him, bad guy." Right, okay. But there's got to be a scale here. <laughs> but why does no one say bad guy? Not anything wrong. Yeah. Just not a great, just not a great, not a great, great guy. guy. Right, yeah. okay. Fair dude. Because That's people fair. say it about me. <laughs> that is true. And no one else. What's Lukey Moore like? Yeah. I've heard he's a bad guy. And I was like, I'm not, I, he could be bad, he could be good. I don't do you, know. Do you know what the worst thing about it? We were with him for 12 years. The worst, longer than that. The, wor- the worst thing about it isn't it is even that. I would like it if people said that. Right. Sometimes they'll just say, oh yeah, yeah, he's actually all right. What yeah, were you expecting? Yes, yeah, yeah. What were you yeah. expecting? I don't, what, so I'd like... We're married. I'd like to be <laughs> as sexy as a lawyer's letter. You know when you read a lawyer's letter and yeah. it's like, whoa, that's sexy. It uses word, proper words and, yeah. and it's got a bit of menace to it. It's got threats. It's got it's professional. Oh, it gets me hard. I want to be as sexy as that. So I want people that sort of go, he's bad news. Bad news Brown. Bad news Donaldson. Yeah. Bad news Donnie. Yeah. That's what I want. Go, you know, Pete Donaldson, he's bad news. I, I think will, that'd be really cool. I, I think I was. And he's bad as sexy news. as a lawyer's letter. <laughs> That's a really good. Um, it's a really good me- simile. Simile, not a metaphor. Right. I would. I would. Um, I was a bad boy once. Okay. Yeah. 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 Not a bad boy for life then. Fly tipping. <laughs> uh, no, I'm only joking. Cow tipping. Um, All the tipping. Do you remember getting kicked out of the Capital Radio Christmas party? Uh, I didn't. Swinging on the chandelier, baby. Swinging on the chandelier. Yeah. Kicked out. I've got no respect for that because I'm Rubbish. a big fan of... It's about eight o'clock. <laughs> it wasn't even what, what? Fine. What am I going to do now? <laughs> You're too big to swing on any chandeliers. That's what they said. Were you, you there? I just wish that you were... Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Is there a music video where someone swings on a chandelier? No, there isn't. Is there... There's that Sia song that's about swinging on a chandelier here. Don't know it. And then there's uh, Chandelier here. Don't know it. Isn't that about... <laughs> Are you taking the piss? No. See ya. Is there the one with the hair that goes around the face? I know face? she is. I right. the song. She sang a song called Chandelier. Right. On a chandelier. I think it's about swinging on a chandelier. But then there's the song uh, Wrecking Ball yeah, by great, Cyrus. Great yeah. And I'm sort of confusing those two. And for some reason, I'm thinking of the little girl swinging on the chandelier. She's not. She's dancing around. Right. So where have I got that in my head? I've got only fuzz and horses. I've got Sia. And I've got Miley Bloody Cyrus in my head. What contribution did you make to the Indie Sleeves movement of 2004 to 2010? I uh, did not have long hair. Right. I shaved my head. I said, I'm not getting involved with that. Mm-hmm. You, you all look like you've got nits. Yeah. And to be honest, the way you carry on, you'll probably, you'll probably will have nits. You, you must have DJed an event or two. I've DJed an event or two, yeah. 
I've done my, I did my fair share of uh, Hoxton-based Sony Ericsson launches. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Haggerston. These uh, white pumps have been to Haggerston a couple of times. Yeah. 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 I, I do not want to see skinny jeans back yeah. because my testicles are... They, I don't know whether they'll keep them in check because my testicles, as I get older... There's a thing where testicles uh, go down as you get older. I don't think they've gone down, but they're certainly more uh, crazy, creating more mischief. Can I make when I sit down, they keep on just popping under my body. Can I make two testicular points? Mm-hmm. Um, one for each ball, if you mm. like. One is that you're absolutely right. Read testicles as mm. you get older as a man. Mm. It's absolutely right, mm. and that makes me think of a guy who I used to know at uni who could basically put a pint glass under mm. his balls, and the balls would hit the bottom of the pint glass. That's long. And he was like, it, he long. was like our age, like yeah. twenty. So what's it? What's he doing now? He'd need them cut off, wouldn't he? I'd just be like, look, if I'm not using them, well, wrap, a, li- wrap that, a little, wrap a little postman's um, rubber band around it. Well, that brings me to my second point. Yeah. Would you then take the deal of doing what they do to cats, for example? Yeah, where they remove the nuts but not the sack. Yeah, I've got no use for them. <laughs> just get rid of them. <laughs> get rid. Don't need them. Are there only problems, aren't there? What, yeah. what about your lovely partner? Maybe she's got something to say about that. <sighs> I mean, I'm fairly certain that that, that people over uh, you know a certain age having kids probably isn't, uh, isn't biologically happening. So yeah, right. so you don't need them. Don't need them. So you you're basically officially declaring on the Luke and Pete show the breaking news they're going to PR mm. is your nuts are useless. <laughs> they're not useless. They probably are useless. The way I've whacked them about. <laughs> <laughs> Hid them in things. So you, you've always been What's really, in the, sky, really in the skinny, iron. really skinny tight jeans. Yeah, or slapping them about. Yeah, it's exactly. not a great environment it's, for them, is it? It's just, just there needs to be a middle no. ground. No. They were, they were, they were battery hens. Now they're free range. Yeah, and either way, they're just causing bother. So going back to um, get them off. Go, <laughs> get them off. Going back to Sony Ericsson launches. Mm. I've I had a club night at Brixton Windmill. I, 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 I was just I was just more. Like street than you. What was that indie? Yeah, but yeah, that's just you're hedging your bets too much. You need to be, you know, east, you need to be at the. I DJ at Yulu. I DJ at Yulu. Need to be at the Infinity Club in Mayfair. No, I never went there. Uh, a frog, a frog to... at Mean Fiddler. That oh, was a big one. In, uh, yeah, but that was yeah that that closed down quite. Yeah. I think that was before the old electro clash super super bollocks it was on the it? cusp yeah. so I was at I was at Polydor Records when Claxons were on it right okay fair. so I was I, I, I was th- I was thir- label mate Pete I was 30 feet from stardom <laughs> major label not main label no one What's says main, main label? label I fucking know as I said I liked Paul Tiger Tail I didn't yeah. I don't know music you you, but you stayed true to Pulp all the way through right it's, yeah I love Pulp was there, was, there, so was, was there a time when it wasn't cool to listen to Pulp during that scene well, someone um, someone made the point that Pulp's first um, Peel session was eighty one, nineteen eighty one. Cocker is old, amazing. No, but like eighty one, they were going for that amount of time before their breakout hits. Like yeah. his and hers was like ninety three or something, ninety two. Like that's an incredible time. So Cocker, for a I, long think, time. I think Cocker will be sixty next year. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, there, um, there's a band called Television that I like. Who, mm. um, I mean, people probably know who they are. They had a record called Marky Moon, which became massive. Um, can't quite remember what exact year it came out, but I found something out about them a while ago. Mm. I think it came out like late seventies, maybe seventy-seven. Actually, I think it did come out in seventy-seven, around the time all pol- uh, punk kicked off. But they're an American band, and I think they were had they had that album ready and done 
for like four years and no one would put it out. Really? And they just stuck at it. Yeah. And it, and it eventually got um, got put out. And it's seen as an all-time classic now. So I think it can take a lot longer than people think. I mean, there's probably a lot of bands whose third, fourth albums are the ones that have exploded for them. Mm. And then around that time, you're talking about that kind of early 2000s time, it was very much a firework band thing, right? Yeah. You've about the bravery. And everyone goes, they're amazing, <laughs> they're massive. <laughs> and their first album would be big and then they would just disappear as quickly as they came up. Yeah. I, I sort of look at like... I, you know when you sort of see a band, you see bands that are so iconic, like you know, like Bad Brains, where the lead singer will start a set by doing a fucking backflip. Yeah, and you're like, if they're not massive, why are they not massive? Because the lead singer's just done a fucking backflip. Yeah, <laughs> like to kick things off. Yeah, you sort of think, see these bands that are just so incredible, sort of together. But I remember seeing, you know, I remember seeing the fucking, I said it about before, like the only gig that uh, was like big band in small venue before they were kind of famous a little bit was the Killers in in uh, in, in in the Underworld or oh, uh, what's that one halfway up bloody Camden High Street, the uh, Electric Ballroom. Uh, no, further than that, <laughs> Dublin Castle. <laughs> further than that, no, the other way. Doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, Dingwalls. No, 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 smaller. Uh, anyway, uh, maybe fifty people watching the Killers, and they were together. They were, they were, a, they were a stadium band then, yeah. and you could you sort of tell that they were yeah. they were they were going to absolutely fucking blow up, and they did. But you sort of go, they're already so together. But there are so, there are some bands that were shit and continue to be shit, like a Serbian, <laughs> like, mm. and they're on the main stage. You sort of go, this band is shit. No, but I, I think that's down to I think that's down to perspective. I think it's just you down reckon? to perspective. Yeah, because I I can remember when Kasabian first came out, and that was before I moved to London, so it was pre two thousand four, and they were doing really interesting things. They were like they were sending out. So we would buy seven inch vinyls of Kasabian before they had an album out. Mm. And I'll tell you, I'm not trying to say I was I, I, I knew them before they were popular, but we genuinely, me and my friend Duncan, we used to buy the Kasabian 7-inches because they used to send out bits of uh, merch with it. And then some of it would be like proper like subversive graffiti stencils and stuff. Right. And people would go around spraying them. And it was quite interesting. And their songs were quite dark and quite interesting. And then, of course, they went completely like, like that, that other way. I, I don't agree that Kasabian's a great example. I know what you mean. I personally don't agree Kasabian's a great example of that. I just I just look at them on a main stage and say, like, this is this is second stage. The main second man's coming stage. back with a solo record, isn't he? That'll, that will be good. What? what? Yeah, is he? I think, I think so, yeah. Wow. I think he is, that's, yeah. Uh, I'm going to use the word hubris. Well, Hubristic. Old, old um, Serge is doing all the main stuff normally, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. There we go. Gonna, I wonder how that's uh, so, going to so, be received so, fully, you would imagine. I would have thought so. Yes. Um, but then some people will, will listen to anything. Yes. Um, what I was going to say to you was, it's been quite fashionable among the young'uns to be 90s now, for a while now, hasn't it? They right. dress like that. If you walk past the college near where we record, mm. there's like 18 year old kids. Yeah, they're all, they're all dressing in the, in the kind of, the stuff that we were dressing in in like the mm. mid-90s. Mm. Do you think the indie sleeves thing will come back? I think it's very much, yeah, coming back. Skinny jeans, big hair. Um, Can I just say V-neck tops for the men. The hair, the <laughs> hair, was, the hair was in one way quite cool. If you had the hair for it, it looked good. Yeah, just a lot of volume, just a lot of a lot of work goes people, into it. A lot of people didn't know that's the thing. Just a lot of hair, and then that kind of sashayed into that kind of like uh, American emo yeah, hipster kind of stuff. Like crossover and emo on that side, yeah. electro on that side. Yeah. You had the horrors who all looked really good. Yeah. Do you remember how good they looked, the horrors? They did. They looked, but they didn't really have the track, did they? They didn't have the track that we're going to bring them through. They, they, they have endured. They're still playing and stuff, so yeah. they've still, still got a massive, they, rabid fan base. They developed into like a really thoughtful, interesting band to listen mm. to, I thought. I saw them at York Hall in Bethnal Green way, way back in the day. 
And the guitarist uh, is uh, mixing on guitar pedals. Does he? And, yeah. and I think Forrest Badwan's a producer now, maybe even an actor right. as well. Anyway, any anyway. way. No, that was on the running order. I told Sorry. producer Roy I hadn't looked at it, and um, I've, now, that's now come to pass. Um, <laughs> before we go into a break, Pete, did mm. you want to talk about Donald Trump? Apparently you do. Oh, yeah, uh, I was going to yeah, I was gonna do that. Uh, <laughs> well, I sprung that on you. Yeah, you did. Sorry, so, I was going to get through right. something I'll do, else. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell our listeners what it's all about. So we uh, were obsessed for a while with the way that Donald Trump said China, right? Yeah. China. 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 Yeah. We used to say that quite a lot. And that became a thing over Christmas in my family's house, actually. We kept saying it. Um, my sister, my brother-in-law, the wife I have access to, my parents kept saying, um, China, China. And then you <laughs> said to me the other day, that's all good and everything, and it's funny, but have you heard the way that um, Donald Trump says the word paedophilia? Yeah. Now, Americans say pedophilia, so it's slightly different, yeah. but he says that in the most ridiculous way imaginable. This actually came from a Twitterer by the name of Childish Mozart. Mozart? Mozart. Yeah. More that. Uh, and uh, yeah, just listening to the new episode of the Luke and Pete show, you, you and Luke uh, mentioned Trump sounding camp. I was wondering if you'd ever heard the way he pronounces pedophilia. Off with white supremacy, I denounce it. You start off with something else. Let's go. Keep asking me these questions. Okay. I but, do have but, one let, more. Let me, just, let me just tell you what I do hear about it is they are very strongly against pedophilia. <laughs> <laughs> with complex words, make him say he's, re- he's really got a kind of. He really leans into it. Is they are very strongly against pedophilia. <laughs> It's like it's been dropped into his brain by someone else, and he said like it for the first time. Yeah, it's like it's uh, it, it's like uh, fake, deep fake or something. Yeah. It's like sort of pedophilia. When 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 when, when like theatre critics <laughs> would talk about, I can remember like people doing a retrospective on Laurence Olivier, right? And I remember some theatre critic saying that, um, mm. you know, when Laurence Olivier did Shakespeare, it was like he was saying the words for the first time. It was the first time he ever thought of them. Not that he was not that he was reading them. Right. That's the same with Donald and the word pedophilia. <laughs> it's, it's the first time he said. It sounds like he's learnt that word to. Day and he's yeah. like, I'm gonna get that in later. Pedophilia. Yeah. No one. Put, do, do you know when? Do you remember when? Um, do you remember when? Um, was it just John Fashionu's daughter or right. someone? Yeah. So, no, it wasn't John Fashionu's daughter. Right. It, it, it was. It was Alexandra Burke. Right. <laughs> She's John Fashionu's daughter. No. <gasps> no. John Fashionu's daughter did do some broadcasting for a while, so I got, right. got confused. Okay. But Alexandra Burke. She had, she was on this morning or something. Mm. And she went. To the, she had been to the US doing some work. She'd come back and she was on this morning. Mm. And. Um, she, I think the phrase was the elephant in the room, right? right. Or something like that. It was yeah. one of those kind of well-known kind of um, idioms, and um, and she, but she clearly thought that she was the only the first person to be bringing it to the UK, right? So she said like a really big run-up at it. Didn't know that everyone already knew it, and and, and let's just say it was the elephant in the room. It's right. something like, you know. So um, yeah, I just felt like after a while to me that you know, as I say in the US, it was something of the. Uh, Elephant in the room, <laughs> and everyone just like glossed over it, and you could see her being like visibly like that didn't land. <laughs> That's Donald Trump and pedophilia. Could you, could you explain elephant in the room, please, Alexander? Yeah. Oh, what a great idiom! <laughs> what a great idiom! <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, speaking of uh, people getting things wrong, uh, Luke, um, I'm a big fan of uh, Cameo. You know the the, hmm. the the site that you can go on. You should and go prop you up can, financially. I would exactly, say exactly. Yeah, I spend all my pocket money on getting celebrities to say uh, stuff of my bidding. Uh, now uh, there is a fella that gets advertised to me on Facebook Marketplace inexplicably uh, they'll, they, yeah. men, it's like a website like uh, Cameo uh, called Memo uh, and they basically do a similar sort of thing for, for B-grade celebrities is it Not, the one Matt Latiss is on? no Matt Latiss is on full Cameo full Cameo as is Mark Crossley um, but 
for some reason they always sort of sell me in on this on this particular uh, profile on on memo uh and it's um a character called heisenberg breaking bad right so so it's a man who looks as you can agree it does look like him yeah looks just like heisenberg from breaking bad yeah. and and presumably can't call himself brian cranston from breaking bad because or walter it's, white or walter white or whatever so you got to say heisenberg breaking bad um and uh he he looks good yeah, but you will not believe how 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 this man sounds. Uh, so a look. Hi, Takuma. Congratulations on your <laughs> Save me that you are a big fan of Breaking Bad. I know that you are going to Albuquerque in April with your dad. Who has been there? Your dad can't wait to do the Breaking Bad tour with you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He needs to be doing not a not an audio medium. No, I know. He shaved his head for this as well. He looks really good. Like, he does look very good. They've also used as close as you can get to the theme tune without breaking the copyright. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them, he's just sort of going, I hear your friend has got a goddamn make meth with me in the desert. <laughs> That's just so <some laughs> shit. <laughs> ah. Oh, I would Good luck with your new book. Wishing you are the best, and I hope it's the best seller for you. From Eisenberg. He genuinely sounds like my barber. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like the guy who cuts my hair. Oh, lovely. Shout out, shout out, Eric. Yeah. Um, um, but if you'd like to go and get a. <laughs> but you know, at these, con- at, at, these like, at these like fan um, conventions and stuff, like yeah. Comic Con, Dragon Con, Dragon mm. Con stuff, mm. there are people who do amazing cosplays of characters. Oh, yeah, but incredible. They, but, they, but they never speak. There's a mm. guy, famous guy, who does, he looks amazing. He looks exactly like Leonard Nimoy as Spock. <laughs> right. And he's, honestly, mate, he's like seven foot tall and rake thin. Nice. And he looks perfectly like him. Yeah. And he just never speaks. Yeah. Presumably because he doesn't sound anything like yeah, him. Yeah, perfect, yeah. There's a girl who does the um, the girl from The Ring. Yeah. I'm mean, that girl doesn't talk anyway, but you know what I mean. So <laughs> what, he needs, what he needs to be doing is he needs to be... Um, he needs to pick something that doesn't that. talk. Yeah, I'll yeah. just don't fucking talk. Yeah. But it's hard to... T- <laughs> I don't know who's paying money for that. I love it if he just went... Pedophilia. <laughs> Pedophilia. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's have a break. We got we got time for a break, I think. So let's go yes. and take one now. Oh, wait, when then. we come back, we will um look Apologize for everything we've done. Yeah. yeah. Look, look at your emails and yeah. uh, read out some of our faves. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a sec. All right then. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Join me, Pete Donaldson, and YouTuber Chris Broad as we offer you a taste of life in the most exciting country in the world on our podcast, Abroad in Japan. Whether it's crazy bars, unique vending machines, or tips for learning Japanese, we cover it all. Recently, we even heard a particularly unique chat-up line. While we were chatting, a local Japanese guy in his early 30s made his way over to me and started chatting in broken English. Our chat about general stuff was going all right before he proudly announced, I like big girls. To me, (laughs) to me, with a wink. Truly flattering, (laughs) flirting right there. Search Abroad in Japan wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Wednesday and Sunday. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. We're back with the Luke and Pete show, and we're going to be doing some of your bloody emails for crying out loud. Uh, if you'd like to get to the show, as always, it's hello at LukePeteShow.com. Luke, do you want to kick off with an email? Yes, indeed I do, Pete. This comes from our friend Ray, who um, would like to follow up on the developing mystery that is the missing Luke and Pete Show episode. It's like that Doctor Who that was, well, a few Doctor Whos that were lost to the annals of time. Were they? And maybe yeah, like the Masters and stuff, like you can't find them anymore. All, the, all those, um, also, there was all those um, Master types that were lost in that fire, weren't there as well? Yeah. Was there Steptone's son? A lot of Steptone's sons lost. Dad's army and so on. Yeah, like... Uh, you dirty old man. You dirty old man. You dirty old man. You dirty old man. Yeah. Interesting story behind Steptoe and son, but I can't remember any of it. Good I think, stuff. I they might not have liked each other in quite a vociferous way. Well, I mean, look, it, it, it very much lends to the... Uh... You are definitely Harold. <laughs> Ah, but do you not think that there would probably be this thing where, you know, like Golden Girls, where Betty White was younger than, like, you know, the oldest lady was actually younger than the youngest lady in the fucking TV show, or whatever, in real life, IRL. What? It was, the old lady in Golden Girls, the oldest woman, you know, the oldest old one, who's right. supposed to be everyone's mom or something. Right. She was about as young as the youngest one. In right. Thing, in real life. So. Why don't they just find someone who was older then? Because she looked old, so it's fine. Right, okay. I mean, it's probably easier to work with a younger actor than someone who's actually 85. Yeah. yeah. Sp- speaking of that, actually, <laughs> I told you about the wife I have access to whose family's home and the next door neighbour is a lady who's of, of some considerable age, mm. Madeline. Um, bless her. She's lovely. She's 103 now. Amazing. I, I said to uh, the great LC, I said, is she the oldest person in the state of Connecticut? Yeah. And he said, he said he wasn't sure. But I really wish we could find out because that's mm. the most, so. And, and, and then it also got me. Sorry, Roy. We will um, Ray, not Roy. We will come to your um, email. But I, I, I actually want to talk about this because 
Um, it then got me looking into the oldest living, the current oldest living person. Right. Because I was thinking, right, if she's 103, yeah. I've never heard of anyone personally that I've ever known, even tangentially, being that old, right? Yeah. It's like 114. It's like kind of like the... Have you ever heard of anyone being that old? Yeah. like the, the, That you know, though? Oh, no, that I know. God, no. Um, I think my oldest is my nan, 96. So Wikipedia, 96. Okay, so Wikipedia's got the top 100 living oldest people, right? Mm. I was thinking, I wonder if Madeline's getting anywhere near that. Guess how old you've got to be to be in the top 100? To so get in the top 100 in the world. Top 100, 105. 114. Jesus. So there are a hundred, over 100, 113ers. And, and um, guess, um, guess how old the oldest ever person was. 100 and, uh, Yeah, but it's a disputed, though. No, it's is confirmed, it? okay. verified. 116. 122. Shut up. So when you got to 100, Stupid. you still got 22, 22 years. years. You, got, so, you got a second puberty. So um, I think I'm right in saying that Finn, who works with us, mm. Basically, when he was born, she was 100. Yeah, that's amazing. But then, obviously, then she's not living. She died in 1997. The oldest living person is um, a Japanese uh, woman by the name of Kane Tanaka, yeah. who is uh, 119. Is she disputed? I want to say she was disputed or something. Confirmed. Kind of like, right, okay. So there's a, there's, a, there's a space on Wikipedia for confirmed and then like rumoured business but then mm. when you get into the rumoured stuff I mean it's just ridiculous like, sometimes when, this man's a thousand years old because I remember being in a taxi in Japan and there was this uh, guy who genuinely looked desiccated he looked about 90 and he's driving tooting around in his, his taxi and stuff driving fucking fast as well um, and he looked really old and his his, his it'd be it, fast it, of him because time moves quicker as you get older so imagine <laughs> how fast he thought it was he's flying a spaceship he uh, his, his, his date he had like his um, kind of date of birth or something on the. Uh, uh, you have to have like your little card up and stuff and your right. date of birth written. Where was this? There. Sorry, in Japan. Yeah, okay. Um, but but it was so it was like thirty. So the date said thirty five. I was like, you're born in nineteen thirty five. Yeah, it's incredible. My granddad's nineteen. He was born nineteen thirty one. But he so it wasn't actually. He was. He just looked fucking old. <laughs> but but the thirty five was in the age that he was in, as in the emperor ship. So the age goes from when the emperors, uh, where it hit like the, okay. uh, the, the different ages. Yeah, the, the I era thought you were going to say he was effective. actually 35. Yeah. <laughs> so what? So like the Showa era started in, I want to say the 70s, I don't know. Right. But like, but like they, they certainly, they started at a certain time and ended at a certain time and your dates go from that time. Basically. Sounds like a weird way of doing it. Yeah, it's overcomplicated, silly. Okay, right. You've got a calendar, guy. Sort that out. Yeah, okay. Stop um, being obsessed with blood groups. Did, you, did, you, did Japan use the same calendar as us? Yeah. Okay. Um, Ray, our friend Ray. Sorry, thank you for being patient, Ray. Mm. Um, he wants to follow up on the missing episode, as I've said, because um, Brett from Leeds first flagged it with us and asked whether we had like done that on purpose or we'd got rid of it for some legal reason, and we haven't. Mm. Ray says, I can confirm Brett from Leeds is correct. Episode 140 has been removed. I never got to hear this as it had been removed by the time I got to it while reviewing the back catalogue. Cheers, Ray. Um, I don't even remember. It was a, Basically, it was... Um, it was the Horses Can't Vomit episode, because right. Brett got in touch with us. Episode 140. I can I mean, I can't even read out the synopsis, because it's not on there. <laughs> and and this, this kind of stuff doesn't really happen to us, because we're an adult, fully professional production company. Why so has it disappeared? I don't know why that happens, but yeah. if anyone would like to take up the mystery, perhaps speak to someone at This American Life, or I'll tell you what do something on it, Heavyweight would. Who are heavyweight? They they uh, <laughs> they're like a, a, a <laughs> that was really cheeky. Just seems, it's just surprising. I thought you'd like them. Right. Um, they do episodes um, about things 
innocuous things that are actually quite interesting. Yeah. Do, do you want to do you want to see the um, do you want to do you want to see the um, description? I found yes. Go go for it. Um, it's true. Horses are almost physically unable to vomit. Pete brings this incredible piece of trivia. I sound good in this one. Uh, I wrote on this synopsis on this so wintry February Thursday, and after that conversation, rapidly turns on to what other things horses can and can't do, uh, including a frankly terrifying injury someone suffered while instantly walking through a field. Elsewhere, there's the Outer Hair Brothers, people who steal content. Uh, now that we're stealing content from ourselves, uh, Nalgene water bottles <laughs> and phoning in sick. Uh, also, I've got a very sore foot, and if you have any tips to alleviate his pain, you should let him know. I wonder when that was then. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I can tell you when it was. It was in February of 2019. Yeah. So there you go. There we go. Anyway, mm. um, Peter, should we squeeze one more email in before we go? All right then. Uh, I think you should read it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Let me. Uh, I was just. I was just looking at. I'll play that content to you. We could play the full episode for you. Okay. Kind Have of. You got it. No, nah, I pressed it. said the audio's not available. I don't know what's happened there. It's interesting. Yeah, that's because it's missing. We've just been covering yeah, that. Yeah, Stephen has got in touch. Hi, chaps. Bear with me on this one. Famous Eileen's. <laughs> yeah, so this came from last week. Last Eileen week, Drury. Yeah, but last week, last week we found out Shania Twain's real name was Eileen. That's true. And we couldn't remember a single yeah. famous um, uh, Eileen, Eileen, apart from Eileen Drury, who you thought ran the FA, but was in Steve. fact the Glenn Hoddle's uh, faith healer. Uh, Stephen. Uh, it says, bear with this one. Famous Eileen's my mum. Given how famous Eileen's are, she may as well be the most famous. Here are the reasons. She's my mum. And to my knowledge, I only have one mum. Got to be pretty unique. Uh, <laughs> two, she has a soothing Irish accent until she's angry. And then she sounds like the lady in Paisley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she is a fan of Star Trek to the point where she wanted her email password to be hello in Klingon. Uh, neither myself nor my sisters uh, know what hello in Klingon is, so we just made it kaplunk. We've just we've since changed it since, so don't try and hack, uh, <laughs> hack Steve. Well, you'd have to know our email address anyway, wouldn't you? Yeah, and she loves Dexy's Midnight Runners, which I think is universally uh, mandatory for all Eileen's case closed. Keep the good work. Uh, Stephen, a wonderful email, wonderfully dispatched. Yeah, and Luke and Peter is a broad church, uh, listeners from all sorts of different places, and no one's got in touch with a famous Eileen yet. No, and if, and if you've got a song that is named after you, not named after you, but like a, a, a song that has the same uh, title or, or description or chorus that involves your name, are you a fan of it or are you not a fan of it? That's a thing. Mm. I always think, like, is the damned Eloise, good song, uh, but I don't know many Eloises. Mm. Eloise. Yeah. Eloise. I think it becomes both a blessing and a curse. Correct. So like when I was growing up, everyone used to say shit about Star Wars to me, right? Oh, yeah. Really, I think it was really original. Luke. And it's like, it's not original, is it? Because you've heard it like a million times before. Would it be, f- I'd say, I start every sentence these days with, would it be fair to say, I've got to stop doing but then, that? But then I do it to other people and think I'm being really original. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've not learned the lesson of my childhood. I've kind of passed it down. You know, you know like when you're a kid and, you, and you'd see like a family member and they go, oh, last time I saw you, you were this high. Yeah. That annoyed me at the time. Yeah. Now I do it. Yeah. I, it's, know, it's just, I do it almost instinctively. Because because there's genuine excitement. It's genuine kind of like, oh my fucking Christ, that's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't like it. They don't like it. Saying, yeah. Your mother wouldn't like it. No. Where's that come from? Sinister. I was, I was at, when I was at Butlins, I was shouting that out the window. Your mother wouldn't like it. Do you remember like uh, horror films and bad naughty video games in the 80s used to have like posters saying, your mother wouldn't like it. Oh, as in like, get it because you're yeah. going to piss off your parents. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, like have you start, we got to go, but have you started watching Yellow Jackets? No. It is about what? bloody wasps. You posted it on Instagram. There's a big wasp on a woman's face. It's nothing to do with wasps. There's a wasp on the fucking cover. It's not a, this is like that film that had that South American actress in it uh, that they cut. It was, a, was it a Burton, was it a Burton film. Um, they cut the South American actress uh, from it, uh, and she uh, wasn't in. She was in the trailer, 
Anna de Armas, is she? Yeah. yeah. She um, was uh, in, in this uh, Richard Burton film, but she got cut out in the last minute. She was like the love interest in it. But they put her in the trailer and then loads of fans of Anna de Armas um, complained and wanted their money back and wanted to well, sue. Well, fairly so, I think. I think so, massively. I don't think... It's, a bit, it's I, nothing like that. What? What do you mean? Anna, in this analogy, is the wasp Anna de Armas? Yes. Okay, right. So she's a wasp. <laughs> in probably jacket, a wasp. Which isn't about wasps. Is there a wasp in it? No, because it's named after... Then why the wasp on the cover then? You're, you're making me think there's, it's all about wasps and I love wasps. But do you think that everything all, that happens... They're in my best figs. It has to be literal. Like, so... Do you I'm, know just, what, I'm just saying that's advertising. Yeah, you, we get taken advantage of so many times in Hollywood, so if we can get a bit back and start a class action suit saying, there's no fucking wasps in this film, there's not Anna de fucking Waspy in, yeah. my, in this film. This is like Alexandra Burke again, mate. <laughs> do you think there was actually an elephant in the room? It's a metaphor. Oh, lordy. I anyway, just, I just want to see a wasp. You should watch it between now and the next show. You should watch it, which will be tough for you because you're recording it in a minute. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, that's it from the Luke and Pete show. Thank you very much for listening to this Monday's episode. We will be back on Thursday for more of this. We've got some battery brands for you as ever as well. We, I'm just looking through the running order for Thursday's. We've got some great um, emails as well. One about Lego, one about the Hell's Angels, <laughs> and one about um, Pina Coladas, weirdly. Oh, lovely. Um, so stick around for that. Um, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your pods. That really help us email us hello at lukeandpeacher.com like um, Ray did earlier and like uh, Stephen did too and we will re- read it out if we like it so um, a chance to have your name and your email read out by us what a lovely lovely accolade that what is. a boon um, thanks very much uh, see you next time uh, goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him as well bye bye Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.